It's time for the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Everyone and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, a licensed marriage and family therapist and the relationship doctor. And I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel, where every weekend we're here and we're doing life together. And we're really glad that you've joined us. It's great to be back again this weekend. That's what I say every Saturday. That it's good to be here? It's great to be here. I just need to ask, are you getting any sleep these days? Because you have a new baby, in case people don't know that. Let me put it to you this way. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. You don't know what day. <laughs> I know. It is tough when you have those newborns in right. terms of getting sleep, and you feel like your life is never going to be yours again. But See, they do begin to grow. He likes to talk. He just doesn't speak the same language, and it's really loud. Uh, we're going to talk about something today, Chris, where there's a quiz involved. Are oh, you good no. with that? Well, I know the answers. Know anything about this at all? I think you will. I'm not trying to make your life crazy here, but this is a subbject I think you and every single person <laughs> listening in our audience knows something about. So okay. this is a quiz on forgiveness. All right. Well, maybe this is an opportunity to forgive you. <laughs> for giving you yeah. another quiz. <laughs> I've taken your quizzes before and I've had time to forgive because they were hard. Well, thank you for forgiving me for that. I think these are going to be very meaningful and you probably mm -hmm. will know the answers to most of these. What we want to do is check our answers with what scripture says, mm -hmm. because sometimes what we feel and what the scriptures say aren't always the same thing. So here's the first forgiveness quiz question. Okay. Here okay. We go. Mm -hmm. So true or false? Forgive Forgiveness is an option based on our feelings. That sounds like that would not be true. Yeah. And the reason that's not true is mm -hmm. because there is a scripture, Mark eleven twenty five. if people want to check it, where forgiveness is talked about as an act of obedience to God. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it's easy to go by our feelings. And we don't always feel like doing what God tells us to do. Especially when we've been hurt right. or we've been angered by somebody. We'd rather go by our feelings rather than God's word, but we have to look at the word. That's why we're talking about this. Question number two. Okay. Forgiveness is a good idea when someone deserves it. That sounds like it might be true, but something tells me it's not. <laughs> the problem with that mm -hmm. is the part about deserving it mm, because okay. none of us deserve forgiveness, Right. yet God gives it to us. And if you want a scripture for that, you can check out Luke six thirty seven. Mm -hmm. We have to be careful in our thinking as finite human beings and with our own ideas about things that just because someone doesn't deserve to be forgiven, that's not a qualifier in the Bible. Tough one, though. Definitely. Question number three, forgiveness is rewarded by God. Uh, true. Yeah. Great. That is three a good one. Three. When we choose to forgive and honor God and live mm -hmm. by his principles, scripture in Proverbs 25, 21 through 22 says we are rewarded. So we get some reward for our obedience to God. Obedience is really important here. Mm -hmm. Okay, number four, forgiveness requires other people to confess or make up. No, false. Yes, and why would you say that? Because it doesn't matter what they think. <laughs> <laughs> or what they do. Here's the question. Do we only forgive people if they come to us and they say, I'm sorry? Or do we still have to forgive them even if they don't come to us? 
Well, Scripture is pretty clear about that. Forgiveness is an individual act that we choose to do regardless of what the other person mm -hmm. does, and that's found in Colossians 3.13. These questions get harder as they we go. <laughs> they get harder from an emotional point of view, right, I think. Yeah. Question number five, forgiveness is tough to do in the natural. Well, I'm a sinner and you're a sinner. Yes. So, it, yes, it's hard to do. It's really not our natural default, is it? No. Do you pick this up on television shows and movies mm -hmm. where it's always about revenge? Oh, that's all it's about, right. Yeah, yeah, and getting revenge on other people rather than this whole idea that we need to use the power of the Holy Spirit to an, do what's not natural. An entire TV show or series or movie is based on the person was wronged, yeah. so we have to get that person back. So this is right. not our natural thing to do. No. This is where we really do need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives to do something that doesn't come naturally to us. But that's what's so great about God's Spirit, because he helps us do that. Question number six, okay. forgiveness is reconciliation. I'll say false because I may want to forgive you, but you may not accept the forgiveness. It doesn't it take two people to have reconciliation? It does. So that was a good catch on that one because one person can forgive, but two have to be involved in that reconciliation. Let me say this. God's heart is that we be reconciled to one another, hmm. but it isn't always possible right. if the other person isn't willing to try. That's in Psalm 133.1, where you can find a scripture on that. Question number seven, forgiveness is not saying that what the person did to you was okay. True. Because you can offer forgiveness even though you've been hurt. What the person did was legitimately wrong. Yes. But we are still called to forgive. Yes. And I think that's where a lot of us get tripped up mm -hmm. is that sometimes we're hesitant to forgive somebody because we think if I forgive that person, are they going to think it was okay? And that is really an important thing to think about because forgiveness is not saying that. In fact, if you really think about it, the fact that you need to forgive means that something happened that mm -hmm. wasn't okay. So it's not condoning a behavior. Number eight, forgiveness is minimizing the hurt or the wrong that was done to you. I think that sort of goes along with number seven. Yeah. I would say false. It does. So what the person did to you might be horrible, and it might be very ungodly, mm -hmm. and it might not have been something that you deserved at all. But forgiving that person does not take away from the wrongfulness of their action. Mm. But if you hold on to anger, you're not going to heal. So it's really important to still forgive, recognizing that you're not minimizing the right. hurt and what was done to you. Number nine. There's more. There's more. We got to go through <laughs> 10 here. Forgiveness is pardoning the offense. I think it's right along with what you said a minute ago. That's false. So who brings pardon when we think about it truly? It's God mm -hmm. who pardons someone or God who deals with that person. He's the ultimate judge. Our job is to release that person to God and let God deal with that person. That's Romans twelve seventeen to 19. One more. Forgiveness is to be continuously offered. I know what I want to say. <laughs> hey, I dealt with this once. It's done. But no, that's the sin nature talking. So I will say number 10 is false. And you know that because you know the scripture. If you don't know the scripture, there are many places in the Bible that says we have to forgive over and over, 70 mm -hmm. times 7. It doesn't matter how many times a person hurts or offends you. 
each time you have to forgive that person. The scripture for offering forgiveness multiple times is found in Luke 17, 3 through 4. Mm. Well, you just put me through a battery of 10 questions involving forgiveness. I pretty much got them all right. You did really well. Close enough, yeah. right? And each question, there was a scripture reference involved. So it's very clear that forgiveness is God's idea, mm-hmm. and we are all better off if we forgive. When we come back, we'll talk about the excuses we use to avoid forgiving right here on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. So you don't tweet and you don't post? No problem. Check out The Relationship Doctor, Dr. Linda Mental, on MyFaithRadio.com. Mother and daughter relationships are powerful, and they impact all our other relationships. Think about it. The way you react with your mom typically is the way you might react with other people. Yet this important bond can be filled with tension when both women try to find their own voice and develop a sense of self. So working through the mother-daughter relationship can be a challenge, but it is so worth the effort. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, and I would love to help you navigate this important relationship and strengthen it to the best it can be. That's why I wrote, I love my mother, but a book to strengthen the mother-daughter relationship. We all love our mothers, but sometimes we need a little help working through our differences. I love my mother, but available on my website, drlindamintel.com or online where books are sold. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Today we are talking about choosing to forgive. And Dr. Linda, you've written a powerful pocket-sized book on this topic. It's called Breaking Free from Anger and Unforgiveness that listeners can order if they want more help on the topic. Yeah, and I would encourage you to get it. It's not a tough book to read. It's got so much of the scripture. Mm. It's got directives in terms of how you can apply this to your life. Sometimes we need a little help with that application part because it doesn't come easy to us or natural to us. You can walk through the steps of dealing with your anger and then choosing to forgive, which is what we want everybody listening to the show to really think about doing because this is God's way of dealing with hurts and wounds in our lives. He wants us to live free. He wants us to break free and to have his blessings in our lives. And we can't do that when we're holding on to unforgiveness. We need to start obeying his word. And it's not a notion that people like to hear anymore. We've got sort of an anti-obedience culture, don't you think? Yes. One of the things that we do is we try to rationalize away the need Mm. to really take action and forgive people. I don't know if you ever find yourself doing that, but we have a lot of excuses when it comes to unforgiveness. Oh, we can come up with an excuse like immediately. Yeah. Why we shouldn't have to do something. And I think at the root of a lot of those excuses is pride. Mm -hmm. And it's really our pride that gets in the way a lot of times. When we have to ask for forgiveness, we really do have to humble ourselves before people we've offended. And it's not easy for a lot of us. You see this when you discipline a child that's done something. You say, okay, go. You say you're sorry and ask them to forgive you. It's easy for the kid to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. Will you forgive? Will you forgive me? (laughs) That part's harder, isn't it? You have to nudge kids 
to do that when right, you're younger, yeah. to say, now do it, now mean it. I used to say that sometimes. <laughs> Try to mean it when you say it, not just do it out of habit, but it's better than not doing it at all. I, I know how they feel because I don't want to do it either. I know, I and mean, that's mm-hmm. their pride that gets in the way of that, right. so we have to work on that. Here's one of the excuses that I have given even for myself sometimes. It's, well, you know, it happened a long time ago. Mm. Do we really want to go back and revisit that? Why right. don't we just leave it alone? But really, there is a hurt or an upset or something that's still hanging over that relationship, and we do need to go back and hey, revisit that. Here's an excuse that does not work in 2016. The one... I wronged has moved away. Why do you say that? Well, because you can find them on Facebook. Yeah, you've, right. you've probably got an email address. That's right. So it can't be too difficult to find those right. people, are they? Right. It is really easy to say, well, sort of out of sight, out of mind. Right. I'm really not going to think about that. The problem is the issue is still there. Mm. So we want to get back to that. Here's another one that sometimes people use, and it's the one where they say, well, you know, it was just a, a small offense. So that's not fair because to you it may have been. But to the other person, yeah. it may be a big deal. I hope that even if it was a small offense, that when we truly are honest with ourselves, we're thinking, yeah, but it's still in the back of my mind. It's mm-hmm. still kind of eating away at my conscience. If it's there and you're thinking about it, that's a good indicator that you probably still need to do something about it. I find that when I try to do that and I say, well, it wasn't that big of a deal, I find that the Holy Spirit sort of prompts me and says, it's still there, Linda. Mm. You still need to deal with it. Any doctor will tell you, if you have pain, you need to see somebody Mm -hmm. because so many of us put that off. I had a pain in my foot one time, and I've got a family member that's a physician's assistant. He said, you're in pain for a reason. Go get it looked at. Yeah. Turned out to be nothing. Sort of like that with a fence. It is. It has to be dealt with. Think about it as emotional pain. It's kind of rubbing. It's like the piece of sand in your shoe that's just bothering you on Mm -hmm. a regular basis. That bothering is an indication that probably you need to do something about it. Here's another great excuse. Things have gotten better. Well, I'm trying to be honest about this. I've used that one myself where I think we never really address the issue, Mm -hmm. but it's not like it's terrible right now between Mm -hmm. us. Maybe I don't need to bring this up. Maybe the improvement is good in the sense that God is preparing you to be able to address that relationship. So the fact that it is better between you Mm -hmm. should be an encouragement to you that we've got some relationship groundwork here. We've done something. We've got a little trust. Maybe we can bring up tough issues this really is the time to bring it up. Mm. And I know that it's hard when you're reluctant because you're not sure how the other person is going to respond. Or, well, you know, I'm being a little sensitive. It's not that bad. I'm just being sensitive. I'm being overly sensitive. There are people that are more sensitive than others. That is a temperament that a lot of people are born with. Sometimes there is a person in your life that might be more sensitive to an issue, but that is not an excuse. So don't use that as an excuse mm-hmm. not to try to have that difficult conversation about asking for forgiveness. How about the <laughs> excuse of no one's perfect? I'll use that one. I'm not going to ask for forgiveness because, hey, everybody makes mistakes. Right, Nobody's yeah. perfect. And it's true. Nobody is perfect. But mm-hmm. that doesn't give us the freedom to disobey God. At least it shouldn't. Right? Right. Another one that I have used... Uh, She won't understand. If I go to her and ask for her forgiveness, she won't even understand. So just, nah, just forget it. 
I know. Don't you think that happens a lot in marital relationships? Every day. (laughs) Every day day at the Weigel house, apparently. (laughs) His wife is listening, going, okay, come home tonight (laughs) and tell me what those issues are. We have to be careful about that because they probably will understand they may not Mm -hmm. like what has happened. Right. How about making it right will involve money, which I don't have. This is when we're talking about people who have done something where they've hurt somebody's property or done something where they need to pay somebody back. Maybe they've cheated or they know that they need to repay the money or replace something and they're hesitant to go ask forgiveness because maybe they're going to have to do something. That or it exposes what they did. They may have to tell the truth now. Yeah, I remember when I was living in another city, there were a lot of problems with people hitting mailboxes Mm -hmm. because of the way the roads were. There was a time when one of my kids hit the mailbox and they didn't want to tell the person because they didn't want to go and say, I'm sorry, because then they knew that they probably would have to pay for the mailbox. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a good thing to do because Mm -hmm. it's making things right and it sure helps your conscience. So how did that work? Did they pay for the mailbox? The person was very generous and said, don't worry about that. I understand you're a new driver and it's okay. Mm -hmm. And I've made mistakes too. Right. But you don't always get that. You know, there are some parts of the country where hitting mailboxes is intentional. (laughs) That's a different discussion altogether. Here's one. Oh, I'll do it later. Does later ever come? No. (laughs) Most of us would put it off. So that's the procrastinator (laughs) who does that. How about I'll only do it over again. So why should I bother to ask for forgiveness? This Mm -hmm. is who I am. I hear this in marital counseling a lot. You know, I'm not going to ask for forgiveness. She just needs to learn to know that this is who I am. It's not going to change. Get used to it. That's a lot of pride talking. That's a lot of pride talking. What about this? The other person was mostly wrong. (laughs) That could be true, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to live in his mind. You have to live in yours, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to live with your conscience. Go ahead and do the part that was your part and get it out of the way. Right. Now, here's one that kids sometimes say, my parents won't understand when I tell them what I'm doing. Maybe we don't want to let people know the things that we're doing because it could get us in trouble. If Junior did hit a mailbox on purpose, <laughs> we're back to the mailbox. He owes somebody forgiveness. That's right. So you have to at least bring it up. We have these easy, easy excuses. Now, this one's in the notes. You'll have to explain it for me. I'll leave the worst offense until last. The idea here is I'm going to build up to Mm -hmm. the worst thing that's going on. So I'm going to talk about some problems and then build up and build up. And then finally, at the end, I'll say, oh, and by the way. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it's kind of like getting the person sort of desensitized rather than just hit them with whatever the problem is. Mm -hmm. And then here's one. If I purpose not to do it again, won't that just be enough? And I would say to that, no, you still need to ask for forgiveness and hopefully you won't do it again. Mm -hmm. They're not Christians. What will they think? Well, they'll think that you're acting in a way that is becoming of someone who's a Christian when you ask for forgiveness. Even if they're not Christian, you are, and you need to do that. And then the last one we have is that if I go back, it will get my friend in trouble. If I go back and I start asking forgiveness, what's going to happen? Am I going to get somebody in trouble? Is there going to be blame involved in Mm -hmm. this? Here's the thing. These are all excuses. We all do them. We all use them, myself included. I have found myself doing this, but we want to recognize those excuses, identify them, not use them, because the heart of God is to get that forgiveness out so that we can begin to reconcile. That's one of the reasons why we have communion services in church. How many of us actually ask people to forgive? They say that in the communion. If you have something against someone, go to that person. I've seen services where people have actually walked over and said, before I take this communion, I have to ask your forgiveness. And I think that is very, very powerful. So the point Mm -hmm. here is, 
Don't put it off. Don't make excuses. Don't delay. Be humble. Ask the person for forgiveness and then try to move to that reconciliation. Got it. So no excuses. No excuses. When it comes to forgiveness because forgiveness is God's plan for all of our relationships. Now there's one person we haven't talked about forgiving and when we come back Dr. Linda and I will take on the biggie forgiving ourselves right here on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. This is the Mental Health Minute. Here's Dr. Linda. The news these days is full of so many sad, depressing, or downright frightening things that cause us to go through our days with frowns on our faces and a cloud over our hearts. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I've got a suggestion for you to help ward off the heaviness that you might be feeling. The Bible is clear. Laughter does good like a medicine. One clear antidote for heaviness is to increase the laughter in your life. While my friend was battling cancer, she made it a regular habit to watch all the wonderful old comedy movies she could find. Laughing with her husband allowed them both to enjoy a rush of endorphins and precious moments together. Now, I'm not telling you that laughter alone will solve everything, but it will clear out the gloom. Reading God's Word and living in His promise is our best armor. But having a good laugh every day will help keep your focus off those things you can't control. It'll cut down on your wrinkles and increase your trust in the God who rules your world and the world around you. You can learn more from Relationship Doctor Linda Mental on her website, drlindamental.com. We're back with the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and today's topic has been on forgiveness. And I want to encourage you to get a copy of Dr. Linda's pocket-sized book, Breaking Free from Anger and Unforgiveness. Now, Dr. Linda, we've covered quite a few scriptures that show us we are really better off to forgive. And we've also talked about how we need God to allow our hearts to forgive. And we've talked about all of the excuses that we come up with to avoid asking for forgiveness. We really have to understand that forgiveness is just essential to the Christian life. Mm -hmm. This is one area where there isn't a whole lot of give. God is very clear that it's a command that he has given us to forgive, not something that you do if you feel like it or if you think the person deserves it or if you're worried about condoning what that person does. This is so important to our spiritual health. But, Chris, it also affects our emotional and our relational and also our physical health. I want to mention a few things that might motivate you if you're thinking about this topic and you're thinking, I don't know, it's hard to do, and yes, I should be a better person by doing it. It has more of an impact on all parts of your being than you even Mm -hmm. realize. When we think about God, when he is so specific and he gives us a command, he's the one who created us. So he knows how our bodies function best and how our emotional lives function best. The things that are in Scripture for us to do and to pay attention to as guidelines for living are really there to make us the best person that we can be. In terms of our physical health, forgiveness can actually lower our blood pressure. I know people take medication for that, so I wonder what would happen. I'm not telling you don't go off your medication if you're on it, but (laughs) what happens if you really have a lot of unforgiveness in your heart and Mm -hmm. you start to forgive people, you may feel better and you may eventually need less. Check it with your doctor. Don't go off just because I'm telling you this. Mm. Also, if you forgive, it can lower the risk for a heart attack. 
that's how much the body and the mind and the wow. spirit are connected. It's body, soul, and spirit, the way God made us. Also, forgiveness improves our cholesterol levels. I thought that was either hereditary or based on diet. There are things in our life that we're predisposed to. There are genetics that we bring to it. There's a lot of lifestyle things that affect mm -hmm. our physical health. And the way we think and we feel definitely affects our health. There is power in some of these things. Forgiveness can reduce pain. Mm -hmm. You can actually have less pain when you forgive people. And it certainly can reduce anxiety and depression because sometimes unforgiveness is underneath somebody feeling depressed or anxious. Wow. And then it can even lower stress overall. Think about it. If we're walking around and we're angry at people and we're upset and we're holding a grudge and we're having what Scripture calls a root of bitterness in mm -hmm. our hearts, then we are not going to function very well in our physical bodies. And so it lowers our stress when we forgive. And the more you do it, the more you forgive, the better your health becomes. This is a big health tip here. Maybe what you need to look at in your life is, am I holding on to unforgiveness? And if I begin to release that to the Lord and to other people, my health is going to improve. You know, during the break, we had a brief conversation about how much of a burden it is to drag around unforgiveness. It, is. it just hangs on you, and it's so hard to kick. But like you said a minute ago, it could be based on the fact that you have forgiveness in your life that you need to exercise. Yeah, and apply to other mm -hmm. people. Here's a quote. I don't know who said this, but I love this quote. Forgiveness does not change the past, but it does enlarge the future. Mm. And I think it brings blessing onto people when we forgive. Who's the hardest one to forgive? We mentioned that right before the break, ourselves. We have regret in our lives. We feel guilty about the things that we do. Sometimes we do horrible things. And even when we ask for forgiveness, sometimes we have trouble releasing that to the Lord. When you have that experience, here's what I used to tell myself over and over. When I would hold on to something after I've asked for forgiveness, I would try to picture that what I'm doing to God is I'm saying, basically, what you did on the cross wasn't yes. good enough for me. Right. And that's obviously not true. When we hold on to that unforgiveness and we don't let go, we're saying that the cross wasn't enough. And yet Jesus is enough. He took our sin to the cross. He nailed it there. He gave us that ability to release it to mm. him and to cast our cares and our burdens on him. Choose forgiveness. This doesn't mean that the memory will instantly go away if you choose to forgive someone or that you won't remember the pain. Forgiveness does begin the healing process in our lives. And over time, the pain lessens, and it will not have the power over you that it had before. But if you hang on to unforgiveness, it becomes that root of bitterness, and it clogs up our spiritual and our emotional life. And it leads to all kinds of physical maladies that we already talked about. God knew what he was doing. First, he sent Jesus to the cross to cover our sins and to justify us to God. Second, he knew that as he forgave us, we need to forgive others in order to walk in physical, emotional, relational, and spiritual health. So this week, I want each of you to pray. Is there someone you need to forgive? If so, do it now and see how God works in your life. And we'd love to hear from you. If you have an experience that you forgave somebody, tell us what happened. Tell us how it went. 
Well, that's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to our producer, Pam Miller, our engineer, Caleb Carpenter, our social media coordinator, Hannah Duke, and our post-producer, Chris Underation. And thanks, of course, to my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes this show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we invite you to come back next week. In the meantime, remember, we're here and we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. The Dr. Linda Mental Show is a production of WQLU-FM 90.9 in Lynchburg, Virginia.